From Press Communications, LLC, this is Jersey Shore Matters with Diane D'Oliveira. One of the largest sports betting events in U.S. history happens tonight, and besides being one of the most viewed in the world, the big game also is one of the most bet on. Joining me today to talk about how this can be a dangerous time for those with addictions is Laura Messina, Vice President of Adult Services at Preferred Behavioral Health Group in Toms River. Welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you so much. A record 67.8 million U.S. adults will bet on the matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers. That's according to the American Gambling Association. And that's a 35% increase from last year and about 23 billion in wagers are expected to be made. That's up from 16 billion last year. How do people with gambling addictions avoid the temptation to place a bet? It's so hard. It it is so hard, but, you know, compulsive gambling or gambling addiction really is um, an uncontrollable urge to keep gambling despite the toll it takes on your life, right? So, you know, people get into gambling almost like drugs or alcohol, you know, because you're looking for, like, they're chasing the bets to lead all of their losses to hopefully they have the hope that eventually that they're going to win the big money, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, it is addicting. If you've ever been to Atlantic City, which, uh, you know, we live so close to it, you know, you keep, every time you lose, you think just one more, one more. I know I'm going to win on the next bet. I know I'm going to win. And, you know, I know I'm like that when I, and I I don't have a gambling addiction, but, you know, you get caught up in that moment. And even when you win, you know, you would think, okay, I'm up. I won my money back. Let me walk away. But even then it's hard because you're still, your brain has that reward system of like, I can win more, I can get more, I can, I can chase the money I lost last week. So it's, ne- it's a never ending battle with our, with our minds and ourselves. Laura, what about the accessibility of gambling now? You know, there's online sports betting, there's apps, you have almost 24 access, you know, right at your fingertips. Does that create bigger problems or maybe attracting those who wouldn't have necessarily gone out of their way to gamble? Well, yes, because you can just click on an app on your phone and you don't even have to leave your house anymore. Everything is so accessible via the the phone, the app, any kind of computer, you can just it's so much more accessible to people that even if people, let's say in the past, were just trying to avoid going to Atlantic city, if they lived close, now it's a matter of um, getting a prompt on your phone or an app on your phone. And you just have 24 seven accessibility to it without even leaving. Laura, how does gambling addiction differ from other types of addictions, even like video game or tech addictions? They really are more of the same. Um, it really does. I mean, they all have the same complications. They all cause like relationship issues. You know, some of them can cause financial issues, legal problems, um, you know, preoccupation with gambling where you're, you know, not performing at work or not doing what you need to do at home. Um, it really is one in the same, you know, an addiction is an addiction. Um, it just more affects you differently, you know. Are there warning signs that someone might have a sports betting addiction or a gambling addiction? Um, There could be some warning signs, like compulsive gambling is more common, like in the younger, like middle-aged group. Um, But, and and some of them do start during childhood or teenage years. Um, Some mental health issues could play a point, like people who have um, substance use issues, depression or anxiety. Um, compulsive gambling can be associated with bipolar disorder or obsessive compulsive disorder. 
but there is uh, help for for it. You know, it's not something where you can't seek treatment, which is good. Gambling these days are more. It's more um, ex- treatment is more accessible for it. Can gambling addiction lead to other types of addictions? Like we hear about marijuana being the gateway drug to other things. Uh, is that sort of the same type of thing with with a compulsive gambling? Um, it could be, but also like some kind, sometimes like um, drugs and alcohol are associated with drink with, with um, compulsive gambling. Um, I don't know if it would lead to, but it absolutely could because the feeling is the same. Gotcha. Now you're you- chasing like you're chasing that feeling, the euphoria, the instant gratification. Now you did say um, middle age. Uh, is more common with compulsive gambling. Is there a reason for that age group in particular? Um, no, that's just what really what studies show. I don't think that there's a particular reason. One, maybe because at 21, it's like you're looking forward to, you know, your first time in Atlantic City, your first time drinking. So maybe some individuals may not have been exposed previously prior to that age group. I just want to remind our listeners, this is Jersey Shore Matters. I'm your host, Diane D'Oliveira, and I'm speaking with Laura Messina. She is the Vice President of Adult Services at Preferred Behavioral Health Group in Toms River. And we're just talking about uh, addictions, especially with the big game happening today. And for a lot of people, it's a it's a big money event, a lot of uh, wagering going on, whether it's uh, organized betting or friendly bets. Uh, there's office pools, all that. That kind of thing. Are there rules someone can stick to when gambling or betting to ensure they they don't get out of control or making you know a, an unhealthy habit worse? So some of the things that you can do to like cope or support someone like with a um, gambling addiction is, especially for the individual, stay focused on like the number one goal. You know, is it to ask yourself like, is it too risky to gamble at all? Um, one bet typically leads to another bet and another, you know, so if you tend to have an addiction in some sort, you need to remind yourself that gambling could trigger your brain the same as alcohol or other drugs would. And people need to remember to give permission to themselves to ask for help. And whether it's a family member, a friend, or whether it's professional help, that, you know, there is help out there for them. Or what about for younger kids or even teens? You know, a lot of families are going to be having big game parties tonight. Uh, as I mentioned, there are money pools. Any advice on how you can keep it fun without glorifying gambling or, or exasperating it? Well, that's, you know, it's, it's funny that you say that. Um, but, you know, there is. And it's more normalizing it, but not normalizing it in a way where you're showing um the kids at such a young age that, oh, look, you can, you know, win all this money. You have to be in it to win it, for, for lack of a better word. But you can make it fun maybe on a, on a kid level, you know, maybe do a little um, contest at home or maybe do um, some other activities with them to not focus so much on the financial, the money, the risk aspect, but more on the fun of the game, you know. I know in my house we do – my. My sister always brings helmets, and the kids just color a helmet on which team do you think will win, and they design it based on whichever teams, and this, the Chiefs and 49ers. Um, so then they all, you know, throughout the game, go back and check out their helmets and see where the game is at, and 
they all play with each other, you know. That's great. That's an awesome idea. Uh, What else would you like people to know that we left out or uh, about whether it's compulsive gambling, uh, just gambling in general, or if, if somebody think someone may be pushing the line a little bit in any type of addiction and, and may need help. I know you mentioned some ways you can approach that person, but not everyone is always receptive to help. Um, you know, are there other ways you can go about or, or what can you do if you're a concerned family member or a friend or or a coworker? So you can always like keep your eyes open, like pay attention to those warning signs that some might be. Um, experiencing, especially like some of the symptoms that may come out, like someone being preoccupied with gambling, um, trying to, you know, maybe feeling restless or like they're down if they lost the night before and just being there for them and showing support in a trauma-informed way, um, not being judgmental and just being understanding and supportive and trying to guide them in the way of getting help for themselves and not, um, Sometimes there's like a stigma attached to therapy or help and kind of normalize that aspect of it to make it easier for them to seek help. Laura, how common is gambling addiction or compulsive gambling? I don't know if you have any figures on that, but I'm not sure if that's something that you see at preferred behavioral help, a health rather. Um, Is that is that an addiction that you do treat or see on a regular basis? we do, we do see it, but it's more like of a secondary um, issue. It's more, um, we do see a lot of it tied to, let's say, addiction or let's say other mental health issues like, you know, like anxiety, OCD, like ADHD, some personality disorders, you know. So it's usually tied with something else where it's more of the secondary issue compared to the primary Laura, we have a few minutes left. Is there anything else that you would like to add or just about any programs that Preferred Behavioral Health is doing? So we have our outpatient program that, you know, is individual therapy with medication monitoring that can absolutely um, benefit those that are in need of help for gambling addiction or any kind of addiction or any kind of mental health disorder. We are here to help. We have locations throughout Monmouth and Ocean County depending on where they're located. And we also have a telehealth option for anyone that lives throughout the state of New Jersey. How is gambling addiction actually treated or compulsive gambling? I know you just mentioned the outreach programs, but how is it actually treated? By therapy, you know, sometimes medications can help. And there are some self-help groups such as Gamblers Anonymous that can help. Do you feel that um, the telehealth option makes people a little bit more willing to seek help because, you know, you're in your own home, in the comfort of your own home, or you don't have to feel a little awkward walking into an office or seeing other people? Has that made it easier? Absolutely, especially for those that, you know, have a harder time even just like leaving their home to get to, to, get to therapy. You know, sometimes it can be shameful. So just having that option for individuals to not feel so stressed or worried that they can just be in the comfort of their own home in their safe space to get the therapy that they need is, you know, has been absolutely a game changer in the therapy field. And I'm just curious, did that increase, was that option available before the COVID-19 pandemic or did that just, you know, make make services more accessible for people after it, it was available prior, but um, the guidelines surrounding the telehealth was a little more stringent. So definitely COVID has helped expand 
um, telehealth to be more accessible to, to those. Laura, anything else that you would like to add? And I would like you to just give out if there's uh, the website or a phone number for people who would like more information about any of the services that preferred behavioral health. Yes. So we just launched our brand new website. It's amazing. We very are very proud of it. Um, and that is at preferredbehavioral.org. And our phone number is 732-367-4700. And if you wanted to call for help, you can seek help at our website to look at our various programs, or you can call our phone number and our access department can help assist you. Laura Messina, Vice President of Adult Services at Preferred Behavioral Health Group in Toms River, thank you so much. Thank you. You can hear Jersey Shore Matters with Diane D'Alavera every Sunday morning on Press Communications, LLC.